Shitting fucking Santa Claus. Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast by for average movie fans by average movie fans. I am your host, John, and I am here with my co-host, Justin. What's going Hello. on? Justin? What's going uh, on, Justin? Not a whole lot. Yeah? Well, well, yeah, not a whole lot. Well, are you in the holiday spirit? It's snowed. I have snow on the ground here. You got snow in Washington State before I did in Massachusetts. Yeah, kids went sledding today in the yard. Jesus, how much snow did you get? Only like an inch or two, but it's enough oh. that they could sled on. It's because it keeps raining and refreezing. And oh, okay. <clears throat> we were out without power from ten o'clock Friday to like one o'clock yesterday afternoon, maybe. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So. Not used to snowstorms, huh? <laughs> nah, makes work fun. I got to cancel oh. a whole bunch of jobs. Oh, fun. Well, the bar is now open. Welcome to episode 34. Today is December 4th, 2022. Uh, first off, we'd like to wish me and Kyle's sister, Christy, a very happy 33rd birthday. <gasps> you said the age on the air. That's right. She's going to hate me. She posted it happy on Facebook, birthday. so whatever. Yeah, Happy birthday, Christy. <laughs> I told this her yesterday. a little bit more recorded in the annals of history than yes. a Facebook post. <laughs> well, I told her yesterday, I said, we're finally covering Elf. That is her favorite movie of all time. She said, can I be on? I was like, if you want to be on at 10 p.m. on Monday night, sure. She was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> but, yeah, that's it. Uh-huh, it's only seven here. <laughs> yeah, we need, to, we, need to work, we need to figure this out. But I told her, I said, maybe I'll record something with you and insert it into the show. Since she claims to be Elf's biggest fan. Hmm. Might not well, want to listen to this episode next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, once again, Kyle could not join us today, so we do not have another riveting round of Has Kyle Seen It? But I was listening to the Movie Crips Yokithon 7 today, and they had the girl from Christmas Bloody Christmas or Christmas Bloody Christmas. That comes out next week on Shudder. And she said she had never seen the Terminator. And she's like 30 years old. So I thought that was riveting. It's a movie to not have seen. It's so popular. I know. But she has seen, well, she had not seen it up until she got the role in that movie. And, uh, she said she watched it because the director, Joe Begas, asked, asked her to. But that also reminds me that th- all week long, you can go to Aeroscope.com, listen to Yorkiton 7. They have tons of guests. Uh, they have a script reading. I believe they're doing Flight 109, which is the original script for Final Destination. Um, 
they're doing movie commentaries. They got spirals coming up this week with Darren Lynn Bowsman. Um, whole bunch of stuff. So go to Aeroscope.com, check that out. And buy stuff in the auction store too. Save the Yorkie rescue. Saving wheelbarrows of Yorkie. Just Yorkies. Nothing else. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into housekeeping. What do you got there, Justin? All right, well, yeah, I get the sad side. Uh, we have Clarence Gilliard from Die Hard has died. He was 66. Cliff Emick, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot and Halloween 2 star, dead at 85. And Twin Peaks actor Al Strobel, dead at 83. Uh, can't say I really knew who exactly they were. Yeah. Um, but obviously I've seen Clarence Gilliard. <laughs> and I've seen Cliff Emick. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't know about Al Strobel. I never watched Twin Peaks, so. Oh. Yeah, I, I couldn't point these three out of a lineup if I had to. But, uh. Still. So, it's not on the sheet, but my movie fact of the week. Do you remember the scene in Terminator when Arnold goes up to the big heavy set guy at the phone booth? Mm hmm. Do you know who that big heavy set guy was? I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I looked at the picture and it was clearly, you know, a long time ago, but it was none other than Hillbilly Jim. Don't go messing with a country boy, country boy. I never knew that. I thought that was so interesting. Yep, nope, did not know that. All right. All right, so we got upcoming movies. Uh, coming out, uh, 12-9, Detective Knight Redemption. In custody in New York, Detective James Knight finds himself in the middle of a jailbreak led by the Christmas Bomber, a brutal fanatic whose Santa Claus disciples are terrorizing the city. With the promised return of his badge in exchange for taking out the terrorists, the steely-eyed knight doles out mercy for the just and merciless justice for all the rest. So... We talked about Dead Knight, uh, Detective Knight, a few weeks ago, but it was another movie. They must have filmed two movies back-to-back. It's a Bruce Willis movie. Oh, is that what I was going to say? I don't know what this is. Yeah, they must have, again, during that whole period, that reason he's not actor anymore. Uh, yeah, and he just got another movie that just came out with John Travolta that looks really good. But yeah. The name is blanking on me at the moment. Yeah. Uh, we got Black Warrant. A special ops assassin and a DEA agent cross paths while trying to stop a cyber terror organization from attacking the power grid and causing it to catastrophe. I mean, that could be literally anything from a A-class blockbuster to direct a DVD movie. I have no idea what that is. Never heard of it. Yeah, I can't remember. Pretty, ge- pretty generic story there. Yeah. <clears throat> then we have The Whale. An obese and reclusive English teacher tries to reconnect with his strange teenage daughter for one last chance at redemption. I do know what movie this is. This is Brendan Fraser. Um, so yes. I guess is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, I believe it was his return to acting. Yes. And the only big name in the Black Warrant is Tom Berenger. Ah, there you go. Okay. So I get what it is. 
right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Direct to DVD. <laughs> kind of like the substitute. Hey, I love those movies. Yeah, I know, but he's no, he can't do them anymore, so he had to find another way to do the same thing. <laughs> did he take over from somebody, or did somebody replace him? Somebody replaced him. He started okay. that. Okay. That's right, yeah. It went from him to Treat Williams, I believe? That's correct, yes. Ooh, that would be fun to cover, the, the, the Substitute series. Yeah, well, there's months coming. Yeah. <laughs> um. As you just alluded to, we are in the second week of our comedy Christmas countdown. Last week we covered Scrooge. This week we covered Bad Santa 1 and 2. And next week we are covering Elf. And then wrapping it up with everybody's favorite Christmas movie, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Shitter's full. (laughs) So have you gone back and listened to any of the last few episodes? Listen to No, not yet. You should go. I, I I start the episode after the theme music. I put in a clip of the of the movie, uh-huh. and then I end on a clip of the movie. So I think shit is full is going to be the fucking ending of that episode. <laughs> um, all right. So upcoming Blu-ray release scheduled for today, December sixth, when this drops, but not today when we're recording because this is two days early. Figure that one out. We got Pulp Fiction coming to 4K. 1974's Black Christmas is coming to 4K. Adaptation is coming to 4K. Attack of the 50-Foot Woman is coming to Blu-ray. Clerks 3 is coming to 4K and Blu-ray. Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things is coming to 4K. The Warriors, the ultimate director's cut, is coming to Blu-ray. R.I.P.D. is also coming to 4K. Tommy Boy is coming to 4K. And Better Off Dead is coming to Blu-ray. Um, I only ordered Clerks 3, so. Huh, there you go. Well, looks like we have nothing new to streaming, so I'm going to take this opportunity to make sure that everybody listening to this goes out there and watches the glorious trailer for Cocaine Bear. Yes. Yes. You, you must yes, watch this yes. this trailer. This this movie looks stupendous. Mm-hmm. Just amazing from the one preview I have seen. Ray Liotta, Elizabeth Banks, um Carrie Russell. Um and looks, a bear on cocaine. Looks stupendous. I cannot wait. I want to know my eyes on that movie. <clears throat> how the hell they came up with this idea? It's a oh, real man. thing. Is it? This is a true story. Really? I missed that in the trailer. Yes. Holy shit. Legitimately, some X amount of cocaine was dropped from a plane into the woods by smugglers. A bear found it and consumed a hefty amount of it. <laughs> and so for, you know, 15, however long it lived after that, it was the the apex predator, the top killing machine <laughs> on the planet ever. <laughs> Just high <laughs> on coke and killing. 
Did you research that after you saw the fucking trailer? No, I've seen things about it before. Okay. Um, and yeah, no, that, yeah, that, that's, that, that is a based on a true story. Oh, okay. I mean, you, you, know, you can't, you can't, you, you cannot sit writers in a room and come up with that and come out with like a movie like that. You would come out with, you know, like a CGI Yogi Bear on Coke. Yeah. Um, you, you wouldn't come up with this cocaine bear. <laughs> I hope this doesn't lead to a cinematic universe of fucking cocaine, like bunny rabbits and cocaine fucking donkeys and all this other shit. No, I, I, no, I, I don't think it will, but. It, this that movie looks fantastic, and I don't know if it's Ray Liotta's final film, but if it is, wow! When does it come out? Uh, early next year, I think. Cocaine bear. And thanks God, it's not Man Bear Pig. Oh, it was directed by Elizabeth Banks. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Comes out February twenty fourth, two thousand and twenty three. There you go. Early next year. Just after Valentine's Day. It's too bad. That should get a Valentine's Day drop. I know, right? That's romantic. Nothing says romance like a bear high on cocaine killing kids. <laughs> I could see you going to the wife now. Hey, let's go to the movies. Let's go to the movies. Let's go to the movies. <laughs> what do you want to see? What romantic comedy? Cocaine bear. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Well, uh, all, all right. right. So we'll move into. Movies we've watched. Okay. Um, I'll go first because it's literally Bad Santa and Bad Santa 2. I mean, I, I've been kind of had some Star Wars on in the background today, but I haven't really been watching it. Like I said, they were sledding, so kind of right. had to watch them. Well, I had another few days at work where it was light in the morning. Plus, I get to work so early. I get there an hour and a half before punching. So I watch a movie or two. and then, But I watched uh, Sugar and Spice, the... Um, the movie about the cheerleaders that robbed the bank and mm-hmm. as one's pregnant. I watched Untraceable. Have you, did we, you might have seen that with me because that came out in 2010. Who's with, it? Uh, uh, Diane Foster. She's the FBI agent trying to find the guy that's killing people on the internet. And then he starts targeting her. A uh, Diane Lane. Diane Lane, I mean, not Foster. Yeah, maybe. Um, I watched Bad Mom's Christmas. The sequel to Bad Moms. That shit just cracks me up. I've watched the first one. The first one's real good. Yeah, the second one is funnier, and it adds their mothers. Who are I might have seen it. I don't know. You know, the scene when they're at the fucking Sky Zone throwing balls yeah. at it, playing dodgeball. Like, um, I did, I'd never realized that. I've, I've never seen Bad Santa 2. Really? I hadn't seen it yet, yeah. Oh. I, I, I went and saw it in the theaters. Oh. And I've watched it a few times, but I watched Bad Santa 1 and 2. I watched uh, Don't Fuck in the Woods. That's, um, yeah. <laughs> Stupid no, I get fucking it. movie, yep. I, I get the premise, though. Yeah. It's just, you know, slash. I watched movie, I uh, Better Watch Out. Uh, I'll discuss that later. That's my pick of the week. And then during Yorkie-thon, they showed a 15-minute short about um, this guy, he creates teddy bears that are pretty fucking evil looking called Quiet Room Bears. And he made a short film kind of just um, describing like how they came to be and what they are and all that. And they're basically 
when in a mental institution, somebody gets sent to the quiet room, they would have a teddy bear and they would end up like destroying the bear and making it into something evil with like human fingers, you know, doll's head. And it's on Amazon Prime or Amazon. I think you have to pay for it. I couldn't find it. But it was very interesting for a 15-minute short. So. And that's all I watched because I spent the whole day listening to Yorkie Thon. <laughs> so. Well, we'll hop into the news. Um, actor David Harbour has teased plans for a Violent Night cinematic universe, and he knows exactly who he would add to the roster of holiday characters alongside his savage version of Santa Claus. Speaking with Digital Spy, Harbour called for the Mandalorian star Pedro Pascal and Marvel actor Oscar Isaac to join him as the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy, respectively. See, I, 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 I finally, like, really, like, watched a like the, the, the latest trailer for that movie now. Mm-hmm. And the, the latest trailer makes it look even better when he like pulls the cane out of the bag and you see yeah. the magic hole that he turns around. I mean, that does look good. Now I think it would be kind of funny to have, you know, the yeah. Easter bunny whooping someone's ass, the tooth fairy. Kind of like the uh, Guardians. Um, yeah. That Guardians movie there. Yeah. But the adult version. <laughs> Yeah, I might, I actually might go see this Tuesday night with uh, your brother. Yeah. I ran into him Friday night at the wrestling show. That's good. So. All right. The recently announced Channing Tatum-led James Bond-esque action movie Red Shirt has now been picked up by Amazon Studios following a heated bidding war. Details of the mysterious project were first revealed earlier this month, with Red Shirt reportedly receiving as many as seven offers after being taken to market. Paramount, Universal, Netflix, and Sony all interested, according to Deadline. It's got Channing Tatum. Of course they're interested. Hasn't he been, like, kind of basically out for a little while now? So. What do you mean by out? Like, he hasn't done much. Well, the last movie I know he did was Dog. And I know he he's filming. Was that before or after that, that Lost City with Sandra Bullock? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was before, so Lost City. But I know he had toned it down a bit. He had mentioned he wanted to step back a little bit, so this must be coming back. And he's currently (laughs) filming Magic Mike 4 or 3, whatever it is. Those are good movies. I I admit I liked them. You love the jingle jangly Yeah. I've been working on my moves, too. (laughs) Shut up. So... As we spoke about a couple months ago, Tubi's remake of the 80s slasher movie Terror Train was released just before Halloween, uh, released just for the, released for the Halloween season. And today we've learned that a sequel is already headed our way for New Year's Eve. I forgot all about that they remade that and I wanted to watch it. That's mighty quick. They must have filmed it back to back, kind of like, uh, Ty West did with Pearl and X. Yeah. But hey. I'll have to watch it to see if it's any good and then then see the sequel. Mm-hmm. All right. Damien Lewis and Guy Pierce fronted drama series A Spy Among Friends has found a new home in the U.S. following Spectrum's move out of original series. The spy thriller, which is co-production with UK streamer ITVX, has landed a at MGM Plus, the network formerly known as 
epics. What the fuck? Just what we needed. Another fucking streaming service, I bet you. No, the the Epics is a movie channel. Yeah, but who own who owns it? What's MGM? MGM. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you mean to They've tell me they're not app. gonna They have an app? They've had an app, an app Epics app, yes. It's the same as HBO. If you subscribe, you can watch it for free. Okay. Cable guy, remember. Cable guy. You you know we have to do cable guy. Mm-hmm. You, some guy brought that up to me the other day. Really? Naturally. Yeah, only like the thousandth time. Did you go back and like knock on his door later that day and be like, hey, we'll go. No, but I have done that to people. I have done that to people. I know, because you, you, you're an asshole. Yeah. Well, just when you thought you had enough, Art the Clown returns to the big screen in New Jersey on December 10th, 2022, with Damien Leone's Terrifier and Terrifier 2 playing at Smod Castle Cinemas in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. Starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on December 10th, the double feature screening of Leon's Slasher Saga will be hosted by none other than Kevin Smith, and tickets are on sale now. The double feature will also feature a Smith-hosted Q&A with the cast and crew. They are getting their fucking money's worth out of this movie. I mean, I, I haven't seen the second one yet. But the first one was good. I think it's, you know, if the second one's as good as they say, it's worth it. Yeah. Sign up for the free uh, trial of Screenbox. Check it out. I might still have Screenbox. I don't know. Well, let's do our picks of the week. All right. Well, I'll start. Thank you. Uh, Well, thankfully, I remember. It is a childhood classic. Yes, it is. Jim Varney-led Ernest Saves Christmas. It is uh, Ernest P. Wilder. Ever. Santa Claus, Douglas Seal, is looking for his successor. And hapless taxi driver Ernest P. Whirl is just the man to help him out. Traveling to Florida to pass his mantle on to children's show host Joe Carruthers, played by Oliver Clark, Santa gets into unexpected trouble, and it's up to Ernest, along with a teen girl named Harmony, to assist St. Nick with his important mission. For the future of Christmas could be in jeopardy. This was released on November 11th, 1988, and was directed by John R. Cherry III. I mean, this Ernest, for how silly of a character it was, and I mean, it's classic. I loved it. I loved all the movies that I saw. I mean, towards the end, they kind of got a little direct-to-DVD-ish with it, obviously. Um, But, I mean, and from what I understand, Jim Varney was nothing but class. Um, Granted, he was, what killed him was, you know, throat cancer from, or lung cancer from smoking, but three packs a day or whatever it was they said he did. But he never did it in character, and he never did it in front of, the kids or the fans or anything like that. So, but that this movie, great little Christmas classic. How many Ernest movies do you think there were? Um, well, I mean, there's the ones I know, like you know, Christmas, <laughs> yeah, um, Camp, Skid Stupid uh, goes to jail, yeah, Skid Stupid goes to jail, and then they did uh, a couple other ones that like goes to Africa. 
That was one. <laughs> Possibly in poor taste. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so there was nine total. Oh, so not as many From as I thought. But 1987 to 1993 were the five feature-length comedies, and then four more direct-to-video entities. All were directed by John Cherry or Coke Sam's. But and they were very low budget, but very hot, very quite pro- profitable. Yeah, I believe it. The guy was funny. It was like him and Pee Wee were the two big live action stars when we were kids. Until he. <laughs> Who do you play in Toy? He played the dog, right? Slinky Dog. In yeah. Toy Story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So my pick of the week is Better Watch Out. Ashley, played by Olivia DeLong, travels to the suburban home of the learners to babysit their 12-year-old son, Luke, played by Levi Miller, during the holidays. She must soon defend him, herself, and the young boy when unwelcome intruders announce their arrival, released on October 6, 2017, directed by Chris Peckover. Have you seen this? Nope. Very Never even heard of it. Really? I believe it was a Netflix, direct to Netflix at one time, or Hulu or something along those lines. But very interesting twist. So definitely worth checking out. A little bit of action, a little bit of horror, a little bit of comedy, you know, a little bit of everything. Yes, he is. So... Let's hop into our main topic. We are going to start off with Bad Santa. You ain't going shit right for a week. So first off, I'm watching this movie at work in the morning before I start. And I am fucking laughing my ass off. And one of the people that works in the building walks by and goes, what the hell is so funny? And I was like, ah, <laughs> bad Santa. <laughs> That's all you need to say. Well, in this dark comedy, the crotchety Willie T. Stokes, or Soaks, and his partner reunite once a year for a holiday con. Posing as a mall Santa and his elf, they rip off shopping outlets on Christmas Eve. This year, however, Willie is falling apart. He's depressed and alcoholic, and his erratic behavior draws the suspicion of mall security. When befriending a small boy brings out his kinder side, Willie begins to wonder if there is some hope for him. Initially released on November 26, 2003. It's directed by Terry Zweigoff, and a box office grossed about $76.5 million. You got Billy Bob Thornton as Willie T. Soaks, Tony Cox as Marcus, Brett Kelly as Thurman Merman, Lauren Graham as Sue, Lauren Tom as Lois, Bernie Mac as Jin, John Ritter as Bob Chapetska. And then uh, you, you you left out, uh, crap, what's happened? Uh, Cloris Leachman as Grandma. Oh, yep. And uh, Alex Borstein was the mother at the beginning. Yep. And, and Octavia Spencer the was the uh, prostitute that was sitting outside the um, mm-hmm. hotel when somebody oh, was going I mean, Opal. Hey, Opal. Oh, <laughs> All right. So, um, 
so the setting, Holiday Mall or Mall during the holiday season, what do you think? Good place for a Santa, huh? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it, it is what it is. It, you know, it's it's got that very cheap mall Santa mall feel to you, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's not the big set like you see in some of these other like in the Christmas story where you go up the steps and then you come down the la- the slide and all that stuff. It's just, it's very straightforward. It's the kind of place that you probably, if you have kids, you take your kid now or you were taken as a kid back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, it's every mall America right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I played the Denim Mall Santa Claus in 2001. <sighs> But I don't ever remember walking out of an apartment store. I always had to go out the main exit. But I guess that makes part for the story. Some stores, some malls yeah. do it in the department store if it's sponsored by the department store. Yes, very true. It is. Remember when that used to be a thing? They used to be in the department stores like uh, Jordan Marsh or Macy's. Remember when going to a mall was a thing? Very true. <laughs> Nowadays, it's like, nah, I'll just buy it online. Yeah, or, or you go to a mall and it's all Except outside. Get shot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, uh, I know I had something here. Um, so the 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 parking lot behind the department store. Which is featured in many scenes, the scene when he's outside fucking the bartender and, you know, has his interaction with the kid after he saves him from the, um, that guy, that weird guy that yep. jumps in in the parking lot. That was actually the parking lot where okay. Robert, yeah, um, that was the parking lot at the Del Amo Mall where Robert De Niro shoots Bridget Fonda and Jackie Brown in 1997. Um, so a little bit of history there. Um, yeah, also in the bar, which I believe was in the mall. Mm-hmm. So how about the, uh, the casting of the movie? I mean, they did great. I mean, Billy Bob Thornton was tremendous. I mean, that, that scene where he, uh, uh, finishes off the bottle and it finishes off the advent calendar and then just hits the floor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you can see it just wash over him. And it's like, if you've ever been that drunk, that look is what you feel your face is doing right before that happens. Mm-hmm. So, so some of the names that were being tossed around for Willie included Bill Murray. Give me a reaction to each. I mean, I can see it. I just, his alcoholic is a little bit more funny, goofy. I, I'd picture it kind of like how he was in uh, Zombieland. Oh, zombie. Yeah, Zombieland. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if he'd have the same. It'd definitely be a different movie. Yeah. I'm going to skip the next one, save that for last. Uh, James Gandolfini. He certainly had the body for it. I, I could see him doing it. I'll be honest with you. You think so? Um, 
Yeah, because he he's so so serious, but like when he I can't remember what movie it was. Um, I don't even remember who was in it, but he plays like a boss who's kind of effeminate. He's got a very soft voice. Um, with like a um speech impediment. I can't remember what movie it is, but he I he can play that. Yeah. I think he could have played Billy Bob pretty well. Okay. Robert De Niro. I can't see that. No. I mean, he, I at that time, no. Yeah. Now he, he does it. Now I think he could do it. Then, no. And Jack Nicholson? That would have been something to see. So you figure this was what, 2003? Something like that, yeah. I wonder, is he already retired? 2002, 2003. I mean, that's, no, because the department no. came out after that. 2006, I believe. Yeah, so, yeah. No, I, 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 I would have loved to have seen that. That, but I think that would have been a different movie than what it was. Yeah, I think it would have been different, but I, th- I think it would have probably been more, well, no, I think it, no, I, I think he could have pulled it off as a comedy. I think he could have done it. It would have been different, but I, I don't think it would have been as different as you think it is. Cause I can definitely picture him playing a womanizing drunk, just skating by like that. I, I can see him doing that very easily just based off his character in the departed. I could see yeah. him doing that. Nope. And lastly, Dennis fucking Larry. I wish they would give him more things. I do love him. He's he's a great yes. actor, great actor for such a good comedian. Um, I think if Billy Bob wasn't a contender, I think it definitely should have gone to him. Yeah, I mean, again, different movie, but I don't, I don't know. Pretty close. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has that look. He could yeah. play the drunk. You know, rescue me. That's what he was. He was a drunk. <laughs> Yeah. But but in the end it was Billy Bob who got the role. The producers would have loved any of those actors. Yeah. But, I mean uh, it, and he did great. How about the casting of uh Bernie Mac as the uh uh store sec- uh mall security? He did good. Thinks he's a like he a great. Texas Ranger, you know, with his cowboy hat, his cowboy boots. Yeah. When he comes and, up on that kid in the 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 oh, video yeah. game store there. Steals his MP3 and sends him running. Well, you know, you steal from them, you're stealing from me, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, John Ritter. Ah, man. Uh, Miss him. He's this great. Was, this was actually his final acting appearance in a movie. Oh, I know. I know. So. But, he was, uh. He was great. He just, he plays that, that hapless, you know, Joe Schmo whipped husband type guy yes. so well. And he's so believable. And you just feel for him, but you still laugh at him. It's, he's, he's great. Yeah. Like we're he's about great. to get into the script and the dialogue, but you know, you talk about scenes when he first meets, uh, Willie and Marcus and he's kind of like, you know, he's, he's not going to say that in front of the kids, like very, very timid, very nervous. Yeah. 
you know, or when he's you know explaining to Bernie. Well, I was <laughs> walking through the, the 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 plus size section, and and he yelled out, you know. S H I T and <laughs> fornicate. Yeah, you, I, I caught you fornicating. I can assure you, I've I've, I've railed a lot of women, but I've never fornicated anybody. Yeah. I mean, it's just brilliant. This in his whole reaction to them laying out, you know, the the ADA claim. Yeah. Of, oh yeah, you're, you're gonna fire. A little black little person. <laughs> There's gonna be a bunch of those little guys standing out there with signs. <laughs> Protesting your store. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the script, the script, the the script and the dialogue. Um. It kind of gave hints throughout the film that uh, Bernie Mac's character has a chronic constipation problem. And uh, he eats oranges, mixes stool softener in his drinks, etc. You know, I think that kind of goes to the uh, Billy Bob fucking in, in the ass. And and actually, I read that the girl that he fucked in the changing room was Lauren Graham's character. So. Yeah. Hey, you want to read that next little bit of trivia there? I think you'd enjoy that. Uh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, the word fuck and its variations are used... 159 times in the movie. The word shit appears 73 times amid a total of approximately 300 profanities. That's that's a pretty good count. Although that leads me to being like, why didn't they think of Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> I've had it with these motherfucking kids in this motherfucking mall. <laughs> um, I think yeah. that'd be great. I think the best use of that iteration is when he's sitting there eating his lunch. And the mother comes up with the little kid. Oh, look, it's Santa Claus. I'm on my fucking lunch. <laughs> Can't you see him on my fucking break? <laughs> um, yeah. So the Czech Republic's title for this film translates as Santa is a pervert. Appropriate. You know, I love the scene like when the kids are coming up and like the first kid, he, I can't remember if it was the first or second one, but he fucking sneezes. <laughs> the ice cream mm-hmm. all over Willie's face. And the second girl was like, I want a, a Sailor Tinker toy. And he's like, what the fuck is that? You know, um, but uh, Tony Cox ablid the line, you probably shouldn't be digging in your ass. The director found the line so funny that he admitted to repeatedly cracking up on set, even waking up in the middle of the night laughing about that line. <laughs> and that That's one that's all about delivery, because I've, I've heard that said before, so. <laughs> yeah, so. So how about the acting? Um, you know, Tony Cox, as Marcus, kind of plays like the... Uh, Narrow-headed member of the group. We talked about Bernie Mac and his acting as the mall security and John Ritter as the mall uh, president, whatever he was. But uh, Thornton has said he was genuinely intoxicated during some of the filming. In the Escalator Fall scene, he actually passed out after drinking three glasses of red wine for breakfast, 
followed by vodka cranberries and a few Bud Lights. That's method acting. Yeah. Was it on purpose or not? Mm, that he I, doesn't have to tell. No. <laughs> but that would be a question I would love to know the answer to. Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose I, if you're going to, you know, you're trying to make it as believable as possible, you might as well go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been drunk, falling down drunk. Yes, you, I know. You've picked me up a few times. <laughs> I've stopped you from pissing on my goddamn welcome mat, too. <laughs> Asshole. And I've played Santa. Thank but you. I've never really not done the Santa when you were trying to piss on my welcome mat. Yes. Um, I've never done the two together. I may have had a few beers before. But Definitely a lot after. And yes, there was an incident this past weekend where, as Santa Claus, I choked Sam, a 16-year-old kid. But To be fair, you were probably at the wrestling show. Yes, uh, he did swing at me first, but don't worry, I might post a video to the um, Movie Bar YouTube page so you all can check it out. Shut Ironically, I'm knocking you out. That's already on YouTube, asshole. And ironically, it was shot by your brother, but uh, yeah, yeah. So how about the length of the movie? Uh, it runs about an hour and 33 minutes. I mean, it's, it's 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 a great movie. You don't notice it. Yeah, it fucking flew by when watching. Yeah, I mean, I was I was watching these yesterday. I watched the second one first because I realized I hadn't seen it yet. And and even as I was watching the first one last night, it's just just laughter the whole time. Yeah, the movie is not the best scene in the whole movie when they're fucking training the kid to fight. Oh, and they're all punching each other. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking crack up every time. Even just picture it in my head. He fucking punches the kid in the groin. <laughs> he fucking falls over. Ah! Oh, when Billy the- Bob hits him. And he just... <laughs> <laughs> like a weeble. Oh, my God. Weebles wobble. That has to be the best scene. And, you know, at the end of the movie when when he's, like, reading the letter and he's got the shirt. What's, what's it say? Uh, uh, like party hard, party naked or something. Yeah, and he flips the kid the burn. Yeah. He's like, oh, I set it up so Santa's sister could fucking watch you until your dad gets, gets back from the mountains. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Do you recommend Bad Santa? Absolutely. As long as you're, you know, old enough and you you like that kind of humor. (laughs) How long before you let the boys watch the movie? Oh, it'll be a while. Yeah, I think. They repeat too much of it as is. Hunter will be 16 by the time he watches this. All right, what do you rate it? This has to get a four. I'm right there with you. It is great. It is hilarious. It's got a little bit of everything. Yep. So that's Bad Santa. Let's go uh, 13 years in the future. Where are we now? We are right on to Bad Santa 2. Fueled by cheap whiskey, greed, and hatred. Willie Soak. 
teams up with his angry little sidekick Marcus to knock off a Chicago charity on Christmas Eve. Along for the ride is chubby and cheery Thurman Merman, 250-pound ray of sunshine who brings out Willie's silver sliver of humanity. Mommy issues arise when the pair are joined by Willie's horror story of a mother, Sunny Soap, who raises the bar for the gang's ambitions while somehow lowering the standards of criminal behavior. Originally released November 23rd, 2016. And this was directed by Mark Waters with a box office of $24.1 million. Starring Billy Bob back as Willie, Kathy Bates as Sunny Soak, Tony Cox back as Marcus, Christina Hendricks as Diane Hastings, Brett Kelly back as Thurman Merman, Ryan Henson as Regent Hastings, Jenny Zagarna Garino as Gina DeLuca, Mike Starr as Jolly Santa, and Octavia Spencer as Opal. All right. So Willie's out of jail, kind of living life, trying to kill himself. <laughs> the opening scene when he's driving down the road in the Mustang, and you think, oh, he made it, he's, he's fine, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he sees the lady breastfeed and crashes <laughs> into the valet stand. <laughs> yep. Uh, tries to hang up. Uh, um, hang himself by the goddamn toaster toast cord. And Thurman walks in and, hey, Willie, what are you doing? Why are you hanging up there? Share. Sure, sure. <laughs> Do you need help, Willie? Do you want a sandwich? <laughs> so, and then, of course, Marcus calls. What is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, when, <laughs> I'm 21 now, Willie. You going to pop my cherry? <laughs> <laughs> I've been saving it for you. <laughs> I didn't say I was going to pop it. I said I'd get it popped. How much money do you have? I have $40, Willie. <laughs> Shh, don't say it too loud. $20. So Opal is back trying to pop the kid's cherry. <laughs> he walks out the door and goes, no, no. He's running. What the fuck, kid? <laughs> so um Marcus is back calling Willie to... Get back on the job and kind of lures him to Chicago where they meet up with his mother, Kat, uh, Sonny, played by Kathy Bates. She was a fucking excellent addition to this movie. She was wonderful. She was great. She, she, she's just such an old, she could play such an old brash bitch so well. Yeah. But at the same time, keep it just positively hilarious. Definitely makes a hell of a Mrs. Claus too. Yeah. So that scene where where they're they're robbing the 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 rich guy's house and the kids come running up the stairs and she trips them. <laughs> oh no, running! <laughs> no running in the house. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking scene when Willie's getting the hand job from the girl. She knocks on the door. What were you, a fucking bobble lifter? We don't do that. <laughs> um, so the setting, we're in Chicago now. Uh, kind of out of the mall. Now, now we're at it. Now he's a, uh, like a, um, Salvation Army, Army type Santa. I love that scene. <laughs> Thurman shows up. 
<laughs> like a t-shirt and shorts just walking around Chicago <laughs> with his bag of uh, hungry hoagie sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, so he's definitely found his calling in the second movie as a sandwich maker, since that was a big part of the original. Him and the I'll make a sandwich. Yeah, the grandmother's dead. No, you want sandwiches? Well, so Leachman did pass. Yes. Um, and so near the beginning of the film, Willie goes to throw up in an alley against the wall under a spotlight, which was pretty much the same shot from the original Bad Santa in the beginning. I was going to say, yeah. Um, so casting wise, Lauren Graham was not able to reprise her role uh, as Sue due to her commitment to the Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life. Uh, I was wondering why she wasn't in it, but that leaves Willie to find a new friend in the girl that runs the foundation. Uh, Brett Kelly was slimmer after becoming an adult, but purposely gained more than 40 pounds to reprise his role as Thurman. He consumed so many smoked meat sandwiches in Montreal where it was filmed, he quickly obtained the desired weight. What the fuck? You got to do what you got to do. I mean, you wouldn't want a thin Thurman. Yeah, but to eat many smoked meat sandwiches? Yeah, roast beef and corned beef and all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm constipated for three days after I have a piece of roast beef. (laughs) So I can only imagine how that poor kid was. You're getting up there close to 40, so, you know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's true. I still have two he years. Twenties, he could still do that. All right. So, how do you feel about him now working for this foundation, raising money for kids? I mean, I I like that he had the the the. Oh, I'm not doing that, you know, at the beginning. It, it it made him seem, you know, somewhat human. Yeah. But, Quickly over that. And I definitely think that it, like, got, it kind of focuses more on that um, sensitive side that he showed in the first one towards Thurman. But yeah. now that all these kids are around and, you know, and then when, you know, the mother says to choose Thurman over her and Marcus, he chooses Thurman and leaves and sleeps in the um, the laundromat, tries to leave him in there. Yeah, but has that second has that little voice of reason and fun fact them. about that scene. That yeah. is the scene that let me know that the power outage fixed my surround sound. Really? Yeah, okay. it hadn't been working for a while because they did something with the app for this poke sound bar, mm-hmm. and this was the first. It was the first thing I watched after the power came on because nobody else was home, and I'm standing there. And it sounded like it came out of the right field. Like, the fuck was that? Who's in my house? <laughs> and he walks off screen and does the yell. I'm like, yeah. shit, that sounds like it came from my right. And I stood up. I'm like, holy shit, my speakers are working again. This is great. Oh, good. <laughs> now you'll forever tie that moment and that scene into yeah. that moment. Oh, and then there's this scene where he's <laughs> fucking her in the fucking tree lot. The kids are on the other side. <laughs> So, let's just grab him and run. 
How about the scene when uh Marcus takes the security guard out and she eats fucking two lobsters and it's ten pounds of lobster? Yeah, that's just like, nah, you know, that guy. Yeah. Oh, that's poor kid. Yeah. Ain't that about a bitch? That was the same exact line his character had in the movie, me, myself, and Irene, while the limo driver argues with Charlie. Um. <laughs> When Willie fucks her in the bathroom at the at the bar, and then comes home with the keys, and fucking Marcus attacks him, <laughs> fucking wrestling all around the apartment. So she fucking clocks him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. So now they're getting ready to get into the safe, and Thurman has found his calling as a singer. Which she was an amazing singer. Um, you know, and then asking Willie, you know, everybody else's family is coming, and you're the closest thing to the family that I have. And you know, that's when Willie shows his true side. It's so heartwarming. So the scene when they're at the AA meeting, and that guy takes out his teeth. No special effects, straight up. Dude took his teeth out. I'll have them. Yeah, you can do that, can't you? You good? Just with one. Yeah. But I don't wear that. I haven't worn that forever. You didn't wear it on your wedding day. My kids have never seen me wear it. Really? Yeah. You didn't have it on your wedding day, so. You. I just don't care. (laughs) I know. I'm missing a tooth. I'm about to lose another one, so. Um, So, Kathy Bakes wore a wig while playing Mrs. Claus which she removes when not in costume. Her real hair was short due to filming American Horror Story at the same time Bad Santa 2 was being shot. So that explains why she her hair is all crazy. And It fit. It fit yeah. the character. He yeah. needed to have that short, you know, I don't want to say, so I'll just say like boyish, you know, that, that tough chick yeah. look. You know? Yes. Had to have it. Um, so... They get into the safe. They go down the trash chute. Um, now the the double triple cross. Mm-hmm. I mean, how you funny! I remember being quite surprised when the mother turned on him. I was not. It's Kathy Bates. Come on now. Yeah, that's true. Bitch is cold. <laughs> they just fucking shoot shoot Tony Cox and. Saw what she did to my man, James Conn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, they take off. Well, she takes off with the money. Gets chased through Santa Con. Mm-hmm. That was a smart idea on her behalf. She had a ticket. Mm-hmm. Ready to go. That was the plan. And, uh, stop playing with your microphone. Can't help and, it. Get a fucking stress ball, okay? No. So eventually Willie catches up. And they fight on the ice. She shoots him, I believe, right? Yeah, she yep. shot him. Then she shoots Thurman. Oh, yeah, because he, he dives in front. Hey, I'm going to be fine. It's just in my butt. Yeah. So I, I definitely think Thurman made, made makes this movie. Mm-hmm. He was um, necessary. 
How'd you how'd you feel about the length of this one? An hour thirty two? Did it fly by like the first I one did? Say, yeah. It did. And like I said, it's pretty much I'm pretty sure it was my first time watching it. It's funny the whole time, same way, laughing throughout. Yeah, I don't think I've watched it since I'd seen it in theaters. But um would you recommend it? Bad Santa double feature? Yeah, I mean it's it's not as good in in yeah. a few ways as the first one was. In a few ways, it's kind of better for some things, but I still recommend it. It's, it's a good movie. How many mugs are we giving it? Uh, I'll give this one three and a half. Again, it's it's good. It's not as good as the original, but yeah. what sequel ever really is. So I'm going to give it a 3.75. You know, it's practically the same movie, just with a few few more twists, a uh, yeah. few, few more... Um, like plot points into it. I mean, he's still a, um, what was the term? No, what's the phrase he says? I'm just a shitting, eating fucking Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. You know, and so really, I had a discussion, but I forgot what it was now. Oh, I remember. So that wraps up Bad Santa 1 and 2. I, I don't know if this is really a discussion that you could have, but it's kind of something that bothers me a little bit. Like, as a physical media collector, there are a lot of movies that come out on Blu-rays in other countries, but not here. Like, I came across a set today for Terrifier that had like a little figure, had fucking both movies on Blu-ray, had this and a poster and all this other fucking bonus shit. It's like, you never see those anymore in the United States. It all depends on where they think they'll make money off of it. Yeah. You know, there's movies that are just released on DVD and streaming here, but not on Blu-ray. Like I... Strictly collect Blu-ray and 4K. I don't collect DVDs I mean, unless. I'm, I'm sure there's a strategy to it. I'm sure some of them are. They're waiting for you know they they it didn't you know do as well, so they're hoping that it'll maybe gain a cult following or something like that, or or maybe it'll pick up somewhere down the line and then they can release it like that. But I mean, a lot of it it's just it's all it's all contracts. It's all yeah. money. It's the same thing as when I go into somebody's house and like, oh, you know, I just I just want this channel. It's like, I, that's all I want. It's, it's well, that's not us. That's the broadcaster saying that, you know, it's ABC and Disney saying, oh, if you want to watch ESPN, you have to have every other fucking ESPN. So it's yeah, it's again, it's you know, your hands are tied. Yeah, and you know, like back in the day, the the DVD sets that used to come out were fucking amazing. Like you could get the mm-hmm. Basic Instinct. DVD or Blu-ray with a fucking ice pick pen. Even back in the day, you used to get, you know, the CD box sets for musicians. And they yeah. come with, you know, hundreds of hours of this, that, and the other thing. And then 30 pages of artwork and all that other crap. So it's, it's, welcome to the digital age. Yeah, people get go less out. And less space. Go out and buy physical media, people. Come on, save the physical media. Because you never know. One day, Netflix might not be around. Voodoo might not be around. Amazon Prime might not be around. You never know. You're giving you less and less place to put your stuff now, though. 
I mean, if you go out, like out here, they are building no less than I think eight or nine new subdivisions around this this town. A couple of mm-hmm. them are huge. Mm-hmm. You, you don't even get a postage stamp for a yard anymore. There's not enough room to play catch with a kid in the backyard. Yeah. You got, you know, maybe 10 feet to a fence. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's your yard. Your next door neighbor's house, you could stand inside your house, reach your hand out the window and touch a neighbor's house. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. So, I mean, you're pretty soon you're not going to have anywhere to put anything anyway. That's true. Drives me nuts. As yeah. a parent with kids and dogs, I'd rather have a yard than a bigger house. Yeah. But, but you know, you got to be careful because, you know, one day the fucking Internet goes down. Doesn't come back. It's fine. I'm Mad Max in it anyway. Perfect example of this. The WWE Network, right? So the mm. WWE Network comes out in 2012. Everybody sells their fucking Blu-rays, DVDs, gets rid of their cassette tapes, because everything is right there for you. Not anymore. The network gets bought by Peacock. So when they first launched on Peacock, it started over again. All the shit you had for five years is now gone, and it has mm-hmm. to start over again. And there's still shit that was on Pe- on the, the network that's not on Peacock. And it's edited. Yeah, even more than it was edited before. Mm-hmm. But then if you live in the U.K., you get the network, the WWE Network. That has everything. Where, like, this country is where it originated from. Why are we getting censored? minuscule versions of something when these because countries... they could sign a deal that got them a billion dollars yeah they don't give shit about you yeah and that's why I don't trust these streaming services so alright that's my my gripe of the week alrighty well the bar is now closed Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. And get official Movie Bar shirts at www.bonfire.com slash store slash Movie Bar Podcast. Ah! Did you order any shirts on Black Friday? I didn't do shit on Black Friday. I was working. Oh. You're going to order any shirts for Christmas? We'll see. But we are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor Podcast, Google Podcast, and most places you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. .com. Join our whatnot user shutdown. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> Join our whatnot using our link, whatnot.com forward slash invite forward slash the movie bar and get a free $15 credit. Come on, folks. $15 free to buy anything you want on whatnot. There's plenty of auctions. You're into action figures, movies, clothes, music, baseball cards, trading cards, anything. You can find it. Video games on whatnot. Get it all. Yeah. 
Get a free $15 credit for signing up through our link. Well, thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at themoviebar at outlook.com. Please like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. We continue our comedy Christmas countdown next week with Elf. Um, yeah, so that's it. Bye. Let's go, shit stick. What you need when you can get it. You gotta learn to stand up for yourself. You're gonna have to quit being a pussy.